This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 866 866- 360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. And while at the website, click on the podcast page, to check out our past shows or to subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions that you may have or if you're interested in setting up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. Um, Ukraine, inflation, oil prices, all those types of things. But I think the most important thing um, as a retiree we should be talking about um, is inflation, right? Inflation is the the increase of prices uh, over time for various reasons. And if you're a retiree on a, a fixed income, uh, then it's something that's really concerning to you. And so uh, today I want to touch upon inflation, think about some of the things that go into planning for it um, and also ways to kind of deal with inflation as you are living your life in retirement or at least uh, planning for it as well. But before we do that, I want to bring in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you? I am great. Thanks for asking, Peter, and thanks for having me on the show. You know, a great topic. Obviously, you've picked a very timely topic. It seems like everybody I know is talking about inflation and all the news articles. And if you go on social media, people are posting pictures of the gas prices in their area. So that's, I mean, inflation has to be the number one topic right now, probably next to the war in Ukraine, unfortunately. But uh, on social media, I just constantly see people talking about and posting pictures of prices, especially gas prices, of course, at the pump. So um, inflation has gone nuts. I was just talking to a friend of mine, uh, who's been wanting to buy a new pickup truck for the last year and a half. He wants mm-hmm. to get rid of his SUV and buy a truck because he's planning on doing on the weekends a lot of work and up he has a cabin up north and he wants to haul stuff. So makes sense. He hasn't been able to buy a truck because he wants a new one. Good luck. And <laughs> either the dealer wants way more than it's worth or he can't find one like the used ones are outrageous. They're almost, they're as much as new ones would have been two and a half yeah. years, three years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, insane. Tony. Uh, so uh, used ones are the same price as new trucks were three years ago. He said, and it's just like, so I, I don't know, we're going to get into this, but it's just crazy. I wanted to say that, but I'm good. Uh, I digress. Uh, <laughs> I'm just excited about the topic because there's so much we can dig into on this one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll share a personal story on the, on the car front. You were mentioning your, your friend buying a truck. So we bought a vehicle, I don't know, about nine months ago. And, you know, you, you start out trying to do the, the typical dickering on price and what have you. And the salesman point blank told me, and this was nine months ago, mind you. Yeah, there's nine people behind you looking to buy this car. Either you pay full price for it or we're going to go to the next person. And I was like, 
okay, here we go. And, and even then, <laughs> yep. it, it was clear where things were heading, and they haven't gotten much better, as your friend has found out. Um, but uh, to answer your question, how I'm doing, things are going well. You know, the seasons are turning, the snow's starting to melt. Um, yeah, finally. My family, my family, we just had a, the, the February school vacation here in New Hampshire, so, you know, we got stuff done around the house, went skiing, and, and had some, some good times together. So it was oh, good. Oh, fun. It was yeah, good. You went skiing. Nice. That's always yes. fun. I yep. love that. Yeah, my my oldest is learning to ski this year, so it's it's been oh. interesting. Ah, how old is your oldest? Uh, seven. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you got to start so. them young. That's a yeah. good age to start. Yeah, because they have no fear. They don't think about the things that could happen. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I find when I, I even though I've skied many years, uh, you know, I don't ski a lot. There will be some years lately where I haven't gone skiing, and so every time it, when we do go now. Oh, it's been about three years. No problem. I know how to ski. I get up there and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What am I, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, inflation, obviously this is, uh, this is a big topic. What are your thoughts on inflation? Well, uh, it's not getting any better. Let's start there. If, if you look back, we did a show on inflation earlier in 2021, I think May or June, right? Yep. In, in the conversation, yep. that was in, inflation was just starting to kind of uh, rear its head. And, and we weren't sure, was it transitory? Was it here to stay? How bad was it going to be? Well, here we are now in, in March of 2022, and it's pretty clear that inflation is one of those things that's probably going to stick around. And given what's happening in the world right now, um, um, whether it's it's fuel prices, whether it's the fact that you know two countries that produce the largest amount of wheat in the world are, are pretty much shutting down um, their exports, you know food prices are going to go up, gas prices are clearly going up, everything is going up. Inflation is probably here to stay for for at least a few more years, if not longer. And if that and if that's the case, then when it comes to retirement and that whole conversation, then probably making sure you're factoring inflation on top of everything else into that plan is going to be critical to make sure you can survive uh, financially, both in the lead up to retirement, but also when you're in retirement. Yeah, especially when it comes to your retirement plans, you have to really make sure uh, that you're accounting for inflation. And that's something I would assume you do. you always do with your clients, correct? Yeah, absolutely. We make sure that uh, on top of protecting among, uh, of, from risk and, and longevity, we make sure that we at least factor inflation in some capacity so that we're planning ahead for those continual rise in, in prices and costs. Sure. And, and you want to make sure that when you're doing that, right, you create an income plan and, and understand what streams of income are going to be um, uh, uh, susceptible to inflation and what right. uh, streams of income will keep up with inflation. Right. I want. That's what I wanted to ask ask you so what streams of income sources are deal with inflation the best yeah so so there's the, the first one is social security right and that, and that one um, is probably one of the best that keeps up with inflation because it is adjusted on an annual basis based on an act of congress but it generally follows the cpi so we just went through this right so um, for 2022 um, uh, social security went up just uh, about 6% 
as a reflection of the fact that inflation is starting to take off. Now, the, the only problem with that is Social Security, that increase usually lags the inflation that's occurring, right? Because they look back and see what past inflation was and then give a, give a, a cost of living adjustment or a COLA. So though Social Security is really good at keeping up with inflation, it does lag behind it by six months to a year because uh, they use past information to create the current uh, inflation number. Uh, another a stream of income, if, you're, if you have a, a portfolio that you're uh, living off the dividends that come from that, generally high dividend types of investments are going to keep up with inflation. Stocks uh, generally over time will, will grow at a higher rate than inflation. And generally that also means the dividends will keep up with inflation. So that's a great source as well to kind of factor into a plan. And then if you're more cautious and you want to be in bonds, right, because on the spectrum of things, you have stocks that are more high risk and then you go to a a lower risk asset like a bond, there are bonds out there that will adjust their their coupon rate or the rate that they pay out based on inflation. The the most widely known one is the TIPS bonds, right, that's given out by the Treasury that adjusts automatically based on the CPI. So that's a great um, tool to use to keep your stream of income continually adjusting as inflation grows regardless of whatever what the inflation rate is okay so uh obviously it's important to understand uh what income will uh really be able to best deal with inflation but what about sources that don't keep up with inflation i know there are many like i'm guessing putting my money under the mattress that money isn't going to keep up with inflation is it no, no, and that's a, that's a perfect example. And and everyone should have a, a a savings account with emergency cash in it, right? And whatever that amount is. But not is a coffee f- can in the cupboard or the, in the freezer or under your mattress. That that's not what we're talking. No, something in a bank or if you can find a money market that gets some sort of return um, and hopefully as a result of inflation, the Federal Reserve starts increasing interest rates, which means that money in a money market or a saving account will start earning more. But, you know, that's very likely going to lag behind inflation. So though you should have an emergency account, which we've talked about at an amount that's comfortable for you, we don't want to have a lot of money in just cash because it's going to get eroded. Its purchasing power is going to get eroded by um, um, an inflation rate that's five or six or eight percent. Um, another stream of income, um, half you know, that may not keep up with inflation or 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 generally fixed and can get eroded pretty quickly are annuity payments. Now, uh, we use annuities uh, in our firm uh, uh, quite a bit, right? It's a it's a really great tool for retirement planning, but we have to be cognizant of the fact that a lot of annuities have a fixed payment when you once you trigger them. So if we aren't paying attention or we haven't you know, thought about using an annuity uh, income stream that might adjust for inflation, then you could get caught having that stream of income uh, purchasing power be eroded by inflation. And another thing to think about too is there are a lot of people who might use required minimum distributions down the road from um, their IRAs or their 401ks as a a stream or a way to fill in their income gap. Well, keep in mind, if that account isn't growing for whatever reason, the amount that you're required to take, the percentage never changes or it hasn't changed to keep up with inflation. So if you're depending on those RMDs to make ends meet and inflation takes off, there's no adjustment there. So you may end up having an income gap um, that you weren't anticipating 
participating. And oftentimes that means you have to dip into those IRAs in, in an even greater capacity to fill in whatever income gap you have, um, which then means more taxes. So it's kind of a, a snowball effect, right? You start taking more money out of IRAs to fill income gaps because inflation, well, now your tax bill goes up. And so it's a double whammy. So these are all things that as you design a plan and you work with a financial service professional to do that, um, taking into account inflation is going to be key. And, and we've been spoiled, Tony, right? We've been probably the last 15, 20 years, we really haven't had inflation, but we're going to have to start thinking about it again. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are thinking about it right now as they, as they buy groceries, as they go to the gas pump, uh, anything, you know, lumber, building materials, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all going up and it seems like it's been increasing even yet still this year it's going up. The fed at first came out and said, Oh, don't worry about inflation. It's, it's just going to be a blip. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. a long blip right now. And some of those things I don't see going back to the price they were at. You know what I mean? It's, I hear that's you. the pro that's the problem. And you know, when you talk about, you were talking about sources that don't keep up with inflation, you know, anything in a bank, um, that's not earning much interest, like, uh, you know, CDs that they're not, they're not helping you out with inflation. You're losing money because, you know, most bank accounts, savings accounts or CDs are, you know, less than 1% or just above 1%. So that's not helpful. And I think, uh, you know, obviously the challenge here is that with these multiple sources of income, you got to figure out how to create a plan that's going to protect you against inflation risks as well as other retirement risk, correct? What are some yeah. of those? Yeah, so so any good retirement plan, right, that you put together is going to take probably one of the three biggest risks into consideration. And those risks are inflation risk, which we're talking about today, right? You you yep. need to make sure you're accounting for inflation because how long does retirement last? 20 hopefully 20 or 30 years. Well, you know, if you just uh, assume a 2% inflation, which we'll talk about here in a minute as a as a good baseline, even at that rate, uh, a 2% increase year over year, it's going to grow. Your your expense needs are going to grow pretty significantly. So we need to make sure you're planning for that because if you're not, you're going to get caught in a situation where you may not have enough money um, to retire. The the other big risk, uh, the second one is what we call call longevity risk. Now, I just alluded to it the fact that, you know, a generation ago or maybe two generations, retirement didn't last as long as it does today. So we need to make sure that the money that we have uh, and the sources of income that we've created are going to last for uh, the next 20 uh, to 30 years. So that longevity risk is tied to the third risk, which is market risk, right? If you have a lot of your money invested in in risky assets and all of a sudden the market dips um, significantly, and that was fine when you were 30 or 40, right? Because you had the time to make it back. But if you're 55 or 60 or 65 and all of a sudden 30% of your account has been wiped out, well, that has a snowball effect. One, if you're already using the, those uh, those uh, sources of um, investment for income, you're not going to have time to make the money back. Two, it's going to impact your longevity, longevity risk because now you may run out of money early. And three, if there's rampant inflation and you need to use some of your investments to make up the difference in the costs and that money's now disappeared because the market's gone down, now you're going to be in a, a pretty bad situation from a retirement income perspective. So those three risks, inflation, longevity, and market, 
on their own are are enough to be planning for, but the th- they all tie together and, and can pr- really uh, deep six your retirement plans if they're not thought about and accounted for in any sort of plan. Well, yeah, and obviously you have to account for a lot in these plans, and there are a lot of strategies uh, involved that go into all of this. So um, what factors do people need to consider when they make, uh, you know, assumptions about how much inflation they should account for in the plan? I mean, how do you do that? Yeah, so so that's a great question, Tony. So how do we deal with that? So, you know, f- what I would say is always start out, take what the current inflation rate is and just assume that's what it's going to be forever. Now, that could be an alarming statement considering the inflation rate this past year was, what, 7 or 8%. Um, but it's a good baseline, right? It's a good bla- baseline to start the conversation, and, and it's probably worst-case scenario. Then you design the plan around that, and then as a, you know, as a financial service professional, I would then kind of take the bigger picture and say, hey, look, the Federal Reserve, who who has a mandate to kind of keep inflation at around two to three percent, and they've been pretty good at that, right? If we go back to the from about 1990 all the way through now, inflation has been somewhere around two and a half percent. So when I design plans for people, I usually use two and a half percent, right? There could be years in which it's higher than that case in point, the year we just went through and probably 2022. But there's also going to be years where inflation may be zero. There could be a year or two where we have deflation, where prices overall go down on some important things. So when planning uh, and creating a cohesive uh, holistic plan, using two and a half percent is probably a good baseline um, for a long term uh, retirement plan. Well, yeah, it, it is. That's good. And that's good to know. Uh, it's interesting when you, you talk about the numbers. I, I think it's a, a great idea, obviously, to plan for inflation. Uh, do you have any thoughts on how to deal with it when it's ripping higher like it is now? <laughs> yeah, this is this is an interesting question because most of the folks that are retiring now, right, are going to are, are baby boomers. Yep. Um, and they live they lived through a period of high inflation before from generally in the, the 80s through the 70s right in early 80s now someone like myself who who's a um, uh, uh, on the later end of the millennial generation I have no concept of of inflation being really high it's been pretty low for my entire lifetime been very low yeah so so I'm gonna list some of these ideas and most people uh, who are older than me probably already know them but I think it's it's a good question right what do you do it's it's great to plan long term for inflation but what happens when all of a sudden you're in a two or three year cycle of rapid inflation. How do you deal with that? Well, if you have the ability to defer some big purchases, like a new car, for example, if you can defer it for a period of time and, and wait for some of these price hikes to go um, either to level off or maybe possibly go back down, then you'll be in a better place. You're not dealing with the inflation uh, as it's currently happening. And if you can't defer those purpo- uh, purchases, then you know I would suggest trying to pay for those items either with your, your liquid savings the best you can, uh, maybe borrow for a short period of time, but I would the the last resort would be borrowing from your retirement funds, and I say that because, again, it goes to that longevity risk I talked about. We need to make sure the money you've saved is going to last for your retirement, and so dipping into that um, for something that uh, was unforeseen uh, may have a, a snowball effect down the the road. Um, additionally, you know. If you think a certain product or a certain commodity is going to have a spike in price and you have the ability, let's say you're you're really into reading this type of stuff and you can and predict some of some of the price ranges, you know, pre-buy um, 
if you have the ability to, um, to lock some of those prices in early as we go through a, a six or 12 month period of um, rampant inflation. The perfect example here in the Northeast, if you uh, pre-buy your heating oil for the winter, that might be a very smart. If, if you bought, pre-bought your heating oil back in September of this year, you're sitting pretty right now as, as home heating oil has gone up 30 or 40%. Now, that's not a, a, an end all and be all, and it does take a little bit of, of research but it is a great way um, to potentially edge out or, or get ahead of a potential uh, inflation uh, surge that's going on in, in the economy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what it's all about. You want to be able to keep up with it. You want to plan for it. And if you plan ahead, uh, then you'll be better able to hedge against inflation uh, with your finances. And it's something we all have to deal with. And I know it's something you help your clients out with. Uh, but before we go, if our listeners want to get a plan in place, that's going to help them deal with inflation. How can they get a hold of you and do that? I know you're offering a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation, correct? Yeah, absolutely, Tony. So, you know, as I mentioned, uh, creating a, a holistic uh, retirement plan, that's going to take a look at some of the big risks that that people deal with, whether it be inflation, as we're talking about today, longevity risk, market risk, making sure we're maximizing our Social Security. Again, taking a, an approach that deals with all the aspects of, of uh, retirement, not just investments and, and, and parking them somewhere that's going to get the best return, which is important. But again, there's a lot more to retirement planning than just that. If creating a cohesive, holistic plan is is of interest to you, give us a call 866-360-2724 or visit us at the IVAG.com and we can sit down and and review. Maybe you already have a plan. I can give you a second opinion on that. Or if you don't even know where to start, you know, that's a great time to to meet with us, uh, pull together some documents and and, uh, start putting together a a plan that's going to make sure you can retire and, and do so to the best of your ability um, with all the various risks that's going on that are going on in the world today. All right. Well, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Loffenberg. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Loffenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivyag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.